If you love chilling mysteries, unsolved cases, and a touch of mom-style humor, Moms and Mysteries is the podcast you've been searching for. Hey guys, I'm Mandy. And I'm Melissa. Join us every Tuesday for Moms and Mysteries, your gateway to gripping, well-researched true crime stories. Each week, we deep dive into a variety of mind-boggling cases as we shed light on everything from heists to whodunits. We're your go-to podcast for mysteries with a motherly touch. Subscribe now to Moms and Mysteries wherever you get your podcast. If you love chilling mysteries, unsolved cases, and a touch of mom-style humor, Moms and Mysteries is the podcast you've been searching for. Hey guys, I'm Mandy. And I'm Melissa. Join us every Tuesday for Moms and Mysteries, your gateway to gripping, well-researched true crime stories. Each week, we deep dive into a variety of mind-boggling cases as we shed light on everything from heists to whodunits. We're your go-to podcast for mysteries with a motherly touch. Subscribe now to Moms and Mysteries wherever you get your podcast. So this is racist. This is racist. Five black men allegedly kill a black man in Memphis, Tennessee, and it's racist. Yes, somehow in their mind, it's racist. Actually, we know better. The American people know that this was not racist. That's why America did not go up in flames this weekend, as it might have if there were five white cops involved in that horrible incident. Um, and all we saw, really, the worst of it this weekend was this punk walking all over a, uh, a police car in Times Square, as if that's really going to help the family of Tyree Nichols. No, it's not. It's ludicrous, and uh, that's, the way they, that's the way they are. Uh, but they're not going to let this one go. No way. This has got to be a national crisis, and they're going to see it through. I mean... There's too much money to be made, too much power to be gained, and too much status to be achieved. So we call it hijacking the horror. That's what they're doing. This is too big an opportunity to let go to waste, okay? So this individual, who represents the Democrat Party, kind of laid it all out for us on one of those silly Sunday shows. Anti-black racism is everywhere. We know that that is part of the training that these officers receive, that black and brown equals danger. Black and brown equals danger. That's what these officers are taught. Did you hear that? That's what they're taught. They take a look. These guys, these at the police academy, I just thought that they, uh, you know, got into shape and studied the law and the Constitution and uh, tactics and things like that. The training. Uh, this is all racist stuff. This is what they're taught. Um, it's almost like Barack Obama. It's like it never happened. Elected twice by this uh, this country where black racism, anti-black racism is is everywhere. Isn't that what she said? Something along those lines. This crazy person who, uh, anyway, it's, fa- it's fascinating to me that she can say something so outlandish, so vile, so insulting to America. And the moderator just sits there and observes. Chris Christie, <laughs> I thought he was supposed to be combative, and uh, he just sits there. He just sits there and watches. All right, so back to our uh, racial justice warrior. I mentioned that whole thing about um, status. So I don't care what anybody is, racially speaking. She really cares that she's black. She wrote an op-ed for the Washington Post. I'm black. Uh, the Robert E. Lee uh, is my relative, one of those silly, uh, you know, my family and me trees or whatever. But I'm black. 
That was the lead of her editorial. I am black. You know what I mean about the status thing? All right, so let's take a look at her background, okay? This person who sees black racism everywhere, police... Oh, she worked for Hillary Clinton. Uh, she Yeah, a lot of work for Hillary Clinton. Uh, and a lot of work for the... More work for Hillary Clinton and the Democrat National Committee, all right? So I, I imagine she had something to do with Hillary Clinton appearing with these racists, don't you know? They are just, they're, it's designed to be opposed to black and brown people, right? <laughs> the Democrat Party is totally insane when it comes to race, and their titular leader just might be the craziest of them all. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. And of course, in the wake of Memphis, he had to put out a beyond preposterous statement about what happened and about what where we are as a country. Listen to this. It is yet another painful reminder of the profound fear and trauma, the pain and the exhaustion that black and brown Americans experience every single day. Profound fear, trauma, exhaustion. Um, this is not America. All right. Let's not pretend that the civil rights movement didn't happen. Barack Obama, as I mentioned, twice elected. What are you guys talking about? Why are you talking down America like this? And it continues. This comes at a time when the governor of Florida says no African-American AP classes, when we have demagoguery around critical race theory, when the truth is we have to be willing to have hard, truthful conversations in this country. And all of us have to be a part of that, or it's not going to change. It's not going to be enough to just change policy. And, and Governor Kasich, you were governor of... Oh. And Governor Kasich, let's just uh, <laughs> go on with you, because I can't deal with all those ludicrous things that were just said. Uh, why not? Why? Uh, it seems like a good chunk of the country is afraid to have a conversation about race. More on that in a moment. But uh, back to the stuff that that woman uh, likes so much, uh, African-American AP studies, critical race theory. Here's the problem, all right? AP African history would be fine if the 1619 Project wasn't setting the curriculum. They are, and they got everything, and I mean everything, wrong about America. <clears throat> Preposterous. Wildly wrong. And critical race theory, by the way, basically says that the entire system is rotten. All right. I don't believe that. I mean, they want to scratch America and start all over. They really do. That defund the police thing. Yeah, I know it fell out of fashion. They don't put it on their bumper stickers anymore, but they still believe in it. Tell me what else is happening in your community right now um, and, and the conversation around what policing in America, what reform could look like. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we, we have daily actions. So folks are going to be out on the street, still in the street, lifting their voices. I want to lift up that national organizations such as Movement for Black Life. I think it's the SC Justice Group, Color of Change, uh, BLM, one, one other organization have submitted the Breathe Act, which lays out a 50 page guide on how lawmakers, advocates, folks in community can work towards systemic change. So we are saying the same things. We are just having to say them loud and in the streets and people are listening. Reverend Bahisha Hassan, thank you for coming on with us. 
All right, if you're just going around the dial, uh, that probably would not have caught your attention. It's just the people talking on TV and talking and talking. But when she said 50 pages in the Breathe Act, I said, I got to take a look at these pages. I have a feeling. And on page one, I didn't have to read after that. Okay, so Breathe, they've got their website, nice and fancy. And uh, here's what the Breathe Act is all about. Again, page one, all right, uh, third paragraph. History is clear that we cannot achieve genuine safety and liberation until we abandon police, prisons, and all punishment paradigms. Wow. I'm not even, I can't even sarcastically say good luck with that. This is horrible stuff. This is basically dismantling the United States of America. We need this stuff, okay? We need police. Sorry, we're not perfect yet. Anyway, how did that anchor react to all that stuff? Can I see that again? Just thank you for coming here. Yes, indeed. Yes, very, very reasonable of you. Um, No. And this is not the so-called conversation. I always hear we're supposed to have a conversation about race, right? You hear that all the time. We got to have a conversation about this stuff we go from here and that's when you have a conversation a real conversation whether it's a hard heart conversation or a cultural conversation or a fact that black folk don't get the benefit of their humanity conversation this is where we have to have this difficult conversation wow wow black folk don't get the benefit of their humanity conversation yikes I don't think this is going to be a productive conversation the left says you have to have this conversation on our terms and who made this really a problem, Barack Obama. Yeah, the conversation he had, well, it was technically, if you tell the truth carefully enough, I've heard, you don't have to lie. There is a long history in this country of African Americans and Latinos uh, being stopped by law enforcement disproportionately. That's just a fact. Uh, That's just a fact. All right, um, that's just a fact. Well, the fact is also disproportionately blacks and Latinos commit more crime. Now, that's an uncomfortable part of the conversation that the left cannot bear. Uh, And he omitted it. Instead, he just said, "Okay, I can make some political points here for myself, not for the country. He betrayed us in 2008 and 2012. This man was elected. How many Trump supporters voted for this guy? A lot. A lot. I mean, he could not have become president without a lot of us twice. And what happened when we weren't that impressed with him? Who voted for Trump? America voted for Trump in 2016. Isn't that okay? All right. We wanted an alternative after all the pseudo intellectual pensiveness. We wanted we wanted some reality. We wanted some action. And what did the left say about our vote for this man? This was a white lash. This was a white lash against a changing country. It was a white lash against a black president in part. And that's the part where the pain comes. Here he is using race as a weapon. This is done on the left all the time, especially people of color on the left. It shuts people up real quick. I can have that conversation most Most people can't, especially if they happen to not be a person of color. People really pulling the strings on this are uh, awful. They are trying to rip this country apart. And Memphis is a big, fat opportunity for them to take it into overdrive. It's it's happening. And we got to be clear here. What happened in Memphis was horrendous. 
Absolutely. And it looks to me like uh, at least three of these officers are guilty of murder. All right. Uh, now, I'll also say that there was some resistance at some point. There was. Uh, that can be part of the conversation as well. Resisting arrest or, you know, when the cop says lie on the ground and you sit up a little bit, the penalty for that is not the death penalty. All right. Do we understand this? But this moment is being blown out of proportion. It is. I mean, every profession at some point has something horrific that happens within it. Firefighters. Who doesn't love firefighters? We all love firefighters. Did you see this a few months ago? A bunch of firefighters beat up some homeless guy in the back of the firehouse. Now, we don't want to cancel fire departments, right? No. How about the military? I love the military. I served for nine years active duty. Do you know every time there's a war, even with Americans in it, there are war crimes, war crimes and war. Unfortunately, they go together. That's one of the many reasons why you only fight a war as the last possible resort, because this bad stuff happens. How about hourly? I noticed there seems to be a new story about some teacher hooking up with some student, right? Um, this is <laughs> this is rampant. I don't hear anybody say we're going to get rid of schools. I don't hear anybody say we're going to just get rid of the education system or, you know, is it in need of drastic reform? Nobody ever seems to say that. But with the police, when it comes to police, they want to gut the whole system. When something horrible happens, they assume that the whole system is rotten. Right. Remember that thing we talked about a little while ago, the Breathe Act? Again, the agenda of the left, they want to abolish the whole damn thing. They want to get rid of, yep, abandoned police, prisons, and all punishment paradigms. They want to cancel police. They want to cancel America. I don't. I don't. By the way, a lot of these issues are actually in my new book, uh, Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. And... Um, Again, I'm, I'm proud of it. It's available wherever books are sold and uh, for your consideration, okay? I'll be right back. It's our America. We conquered it. We built it. Great values like honesty and fairness. Great courage. A great nation needs a free press. Newsmax is it. 30 million Americans regularly go to Newsmax when they really need to know. They watch Newsmax TV at home on the free Newsmax app. They go to Newsmax.com. Start today. Newsmax is real news for real people. Now I truly believe, I give my word as a Biden, I truly believe we're about to see our brightest future. I honest to God believe. I give you my word as a Biden. I'm serious. Heads of state. I give you my word as a Biden. This <laughs> is where are the Bidens known for telling the truth? What is it? This is one of the most obnoxious phrases to emerge from the Biden era. Uh, and I will say after the 60 minutes thing with the, the documents and uh, them being in his house, I thought he could never say it again. How that could possibly happen. How one, anyone could be that irresponsible. <laughs> Trump with the documents in Mar-a-Lago. He'd been taking them to uh, Wilmington since 1978, it looks like. Um, this whole word is a Biden thing, I thought, never again after that. Uh, he did it again. 
my word as a Biden. I've never been more optimistic about America's future. Stop saying that. All right. You know, and oh, by the way, the Biden name is no good, according to the Bidens. Yes. You know, Biden, uh, Joe, has a granddaughter that he doesn't acknowledge, doesn't give gifts to or anything. Hunter Biden filed to block uh, his daughter, Joe's granddaughter, from taking the Biden name. He's actually pursuing this legally, doesn't want his child to have the last name Biden. I think that says something about the name Biden, right? Certainly says something about Hunter and Joe, the whole the whole situation with this unacknowledged person, granddaughter slash daughter. Anyway, President Trump was in New Hampshire and South Carolina this weekend. Uh, two campaign events. You know what? Uh, I like it. I like he's evolving. All right. You got to always change the game here and there. And um, it was different. It wasn't a rally setting. It was more controlled. And he was very substantive and he was serious, but also at times amusing. And anyway, here's a little bit of it from South Carolina. Oh, this is a pretty good uh, thing. April Fools. Listen. Every day for the United States, though, is April Fool's Day. This just occurred to me yesterday. Because I see what's happening, I'd say, what's going on? What's happening? What's wrong? It's like April Fool's, right? We have open borders when they should be closed. April Fool's Day, right? We have prisoners and people from mental institutions and terrorists being dumped into our country when they should not be accepted. April Fool's, right? We have people in the midst of the greatest crime wave in the history that wanted to fund our police. This is, again, April Fool's. This is April Fool's. We have men being encouraged to compete against women. And that was brought up before, but now I bring it up as April Fool's. We have Antifa and BLM who hate our country and burn down our cities, and they're totally protected by law enforcement, and yet they put American patriots in jail. What's going on there? That's all April 1st, April 1st, April Fool's Day. Yes, 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 every day in America has become April Fool's Day. Um, can you argue with that? And by the way, he's about a thousand times more substantive than the fake news. It's really interesting. These speeches are substantive and serious. Yeah, have some laughs occasionally. And uh, this, oh boy, devastating on Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and big tech and the laptop. We have a president whose son's laptop from hell gets taken over and exposes massive corruption like nobody's ever seen before. You think the father, do you ever hear this? Do you think the father was upset? Uh, Dad, I left my laptop in a repair shop. I forgot to pick it up, and this repair guy went a little crazy when he saw what was on it. What's on it, son? Every crime that you've ever committed, Pa. <laughs> now, at what point does the father get angry? You know, like, this kid is not working out well for me. I think this is what he has to do. You know, he... He played it kind of straight. Yeah, there are some laughs again, but he's talking about issues and going out there and let everybody else talk about the trivial stuff, talk about the fake news. He's sticking to the issues, and I think he wins on those. And oh, by the way, Lindsey Graham. I'm not the biggest Lindsey Graham fan, to be honest, but uh, he, he was pretty damn good this weekend. This is just after President Trump spoke in South Carolina. It's a little bit long, but uh, I think it's worth it. 
Well, he did it once, he can do it again. And now while we're here. So, Mr. President, I started my political career right there, and I got my first paycheck, and I said, I got to get out of here. To the State House people, you're not doing it for the money. There's one thing I want to talk to you about. How many, how many times have you heard, we like Trump uh, policies, but we want somebody new? There are no Trump policies without Donald Trump. I was there. You know why $400 billion was given by NATO nations? Because he asked and they were afraid to say no. Every president since I've been up there has asked NATO to give more money, but they gave more money when he asked. People talk about China. You did something about China. They finally paid. Everybody's been talking about China. You made them pay. You know why Mexico said yes to you? Because you scared the hell out of them by taking on China. You know why the Abraham Accords came about? It's because you convinced the Arabs and the Israelis you were strong and you're reliable. You killed the terrorists that needed to be killed. You convinced the Arabs to work with the Israelis and the world is a better place. We live in a dangerous world right now. The good news for the Republican Party, there are many, many talented people for years to come, but there is only one Donald Trump. And I say this sincerely. You can talk about his policies, but you could not do what he did. Thank you. That was something else, wasn't it? Lindsey Graham. All right. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Uh, Hey, they're, of course, coming after Trump now that he's, well, making progress. Manhattan prosecutors begin presenting Trump case to grand jury. What is this case about? Stormy Daniels. Yeah, remember her? Stormy Daniels is uh, back in the news. And um, I guess they're trying to figure out that check that was apparently written for her, uh, some sort of confidentiality agreement. Um, when she went public with her story, I was very skeptical um, because I didn't believe her when she said this. I felt intimidated and honestly bullied, and I didn't know what to do, and so I signed it. Even though I had repeatedly expressed that I wouldn't break the agreement, but I was not comfortable lying. How do we know you're telling the truth? Because uh, I have no reason to lie. No reason to lie, all right? That was on 60 Minutes. And uh, the very next day, actually that night, I said, hmm, Stormy Daniels, let's, let's investigate. Where is she uh, tonight? Where was she that night? <laughs> Stormy Daniels, live tonight. And all the signage there with Trump. Stormy Daniels, yes, the, uh, the uh, partner of Trump, whatever, the hookup, whatever you want to call it. She went crazy with this thing, marketing herself with that sleazy lawyer, Avenatti. Right? Remember that guy? There he is. Uh, Avenatti. He's in jail right now. More on that in a moment. Uh, they love this dude, remember? Lately to me, you're like the Holy Spirit. You are oh. all places oh at all times. Looking ahead to 2020, 
Uh, one reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. He's not only the attorney who represents Stormy Daniels, he's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. Michael Avenatti, you are something of a folk hero now. Uh, Michael Avenatti is a beast in my mind, to my mind. And I think now... He gives Trump a run for his money more than anybody <laughs> else, Michael Avenatti. No one has talked tougher directly to Donald and, Trump. And it on goes TV. on and on and on and on and on like this. Uh, where is Avenatti now? He is in prison, okay? Sentenced to 14 years in federal prison, guilty of federal fraud, tax charges, stole millions of dollars from clients. Isn't that amazing? That investigation was kind of lickety split, right? Look at what they've done to Donald Trump all these years and nothing, although they're trying. This is so, it's disgusting really what they're doing to him. And this is, here's something that's beautiful. When President Trump was in South Carolina, I think, he had this moment in an ice cream parlor. So you recommend his food, right? Yes, sir. You care about food? Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. I pray God that you just help him in this presidency. Isn't that nice? Who could have a problem with that? The fake news. This woman prays over the president. Uh, beautiful when these things happen in life. And they don't happen as much as they probably should. Look at what this MSNBC, um, how do I say this? Creep. Yeah. He's an ex-FBI agent. If, the, if there are a lot more FBI guys like this guy, no wonder why we're in the trouble we're in. Listen to this and his take on what just happened. The pastors out there who we see video clips of on social media who literally, literally from the pulpit are equating Democrats with demons. Um, wow. Um, the God and gallows thing. Yeah, that that's legit. That's where they're coming from. This this wrapping yourself in, in a kind of perverted version of Christianity where the only possible political party that God would possibly be on the side of is the GOP, as, as if he cares, as, as, as if he or she or them cares about American politics particularly, but they've wrapped themselves in it. There's you know, a recent trip um, that Trump took where he walks into a fast food establishment and the staff says, can we pray with you and pray for you as if he cares about that happening. Th that is a dangerous mix that we see in uh, violent Islamic jihad. Are we headed toward a kind of jihad in a culture war where only one side can be righteous and the other side is the infidel? That's where I see this going. Yeah, yeah. They're waging one against us. Amazing, huh? How how we just didn't understand what happened in that fast food restaurant. Oh, gosh. He looks down on us, right? Anybody who believes. And you know why? You know, he, I think he used the word perversion. Here, here's the perversion, all right? This kind of stuff. This is what has pastors upset, all right? This is what has any sane person in America upset. And this is the evil that Joe Biden has countenanced. Yes, he has. All right. We've got to talk about this real quick. Newsmax and Kevin McCarthy... Coming to our defense, which I really appreciate, you know, they're trying to deplatform Newsmax, AT&T's, DirecTV. Um, they deplatformed us. We're no longer available. And Speaker McCarthy doesn't like it. I will, can't tell you the number of people who tell me they watch Newsmax and like what they're hearing and want to have the choice to see it. 
but you're going to see action taken because we believe it's responsible to allow everybody to have choice of what news they can want to listen to, what they want to hear. It really comes down to a free speech matter, and they should not utilize that, and Newsmax should never be punished simply because they're a conservative news outlet. By the way, before he even supported us like this, I've, uh, I've noticed that he's, he's made for the role of speaker. He's really been doing a great job. All right, so to recap, Newsmax was removed from AT&T's DirecTV last Wednesday. That meant we lost 13 million homes, pure censorship. This is the second conservative channel uh, that they've done this to in a year. They're claiming uh, that they're saving you money. It's not true. DirecTV is keeping 22 liberal news channels that cost you much more than Newsmax, and they have lower ratings, okay? Uh, President Trump is urging Americans, if you are a DirecTV subscriber, you should cancel them. I think that's a great idea. He also says if you're an AT&T customer, you can cancel their cell phone service and Internet. Something to consider. Tens of thousands of people called them last week. We appreciate each and every one of those calls. Support free speech and Newsmax oppose censorship. Call today. It just takes a few minutes. All the instructions are right there. Thanks again, Speaker McCarthy. And we'll be right back. If you love chilling mysteries, unsolved cases, and a touch of mom-style humor, Moms and Mysteries is the podcast you've been searching for. Hey guys, I'm Mandy. And I'm Melissa. Join us every Tuesday for Moms and Mysteries, your gateway to gripping, well-researched true crime stories. Each week, we deep dive into a variety of mind-boggling cases as we shed light on everything from heists to whodunits. We're your go-to podcast for mysteries with a motherly touch. Subscribe now to Moms and Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it's Rob Carson. Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert your IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word ROB to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With over 20 years of experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting ROB to the number 989898. There's no obligation to make this request. Just text Rob to 989898. All All I can can say is that the fake news just just doesn't doesn't get it. it, All right. Uh, Those Sunday shows, depressing. You can't allow yourself to be depressed. Probably better off not watching it all, but I tend to watch, and um, this happened. 29 days of the year, 44 mass shootings, and it's already accounted for 79 people killed. Again, we're just on our 29th day of this year. And if you look, this is a trend that has been sadly growing. The last four years, we have averaged more mass shootings than days of the year. It is obviously a graphic that keeps ticking up. All right. Well, they just started counting mass shootings in a certain way. I think they're exaggerating the problem. Yeah, they actually are. And this country, we've always had, unfortunately, I hate it, but horrible episodes of violence. Where there are human beings, this stuff will happen. And uh, 50 years ago this month, there was a mass shooting that 
Well, kind of shocked the world, but things like that happened all the time. This is James Essex. He was a, he just got out of the Navy. Uh, he was in New Orleans. He shot 21 people, killed nine of them on two separate occasions, 50 years ago uh, this month, in late last month. Uh, wild story, by the way. Uh, take a look at this. It began as a general alarm fire at the Howard Johnson's Motel in downtown New Orleans, but within minutes it turned into a battlefield. One of the first firemen on the scene setting up a fire hose was wounded in the arm. That's when police and firemen realized they had a sniper on their hands. Hundreds of off-duty policemen were called in, armed with high-powered rifles and shotguns. Police sharpshooters were stationed high on rooftops of nearby office buildings which surround the Howard Johnsons. And as this unbelievable Sunday progressed, there were seven major gun battles between the police and the sniper. This is how it looked. I like this uh, old-timey news footage, but what a story, huh? And uh, Mr. Essex was said to be motivated by racial hatred, although in his rampage, he managed to uh, uh, severely wound uh, several black people. All right. The George Floyd Criminal Justice Act uh, there. Uh, it, it didn't pass for a lot of valid reasons, uh, but it's still out there. And they're using Memphis as an opportunity to promote the hell out of it. And we need the George Floyd Act passed in Congress. In the uh, George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Raising again the George Floyd Justice and mm. Policing Act. His desire for Congress to pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. The George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. The George Floyd and uh, the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. So I was in Congress during the time the George voted for the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. I just you get the like idea, all right? All, all weekend long, the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Act. I, I took it out again, and uh, as if another federal law is going to fix what happened in Memphis. But there is something in here I like. According to the George Floyd uh, Criminal Justice Act, Ashley Babbitt should not have been killed, all right? It violates everything about the use of deadly force in the George Floyd criminal justice bill. I'll be right back. America is tired of rhetoric and they want results. This isn't chaos. This is a constitutional republic at work. I'm a mom of four boys. I know what chaos and dysfunction looks like. This is actually a really beautiful thing to be here with all of my colleagues. This is the most debate that has taken place, and I love it. I love the conversations that are going on on the floor, in the cloakroom, in the halls. There's nothing extreme. There's nothing unreasonable. We're trying to get this right. And that's the way it's supposed to be. I thought that was an awesome moment from an awesome member of Congress, one of our favorites, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, Republican of Colorado. Welcome back. Uh, it seems like five years ago, doesn't it? It does. Just just since uh, the first week of the 118th Congress, that was the young, longest year of my life. Um, but gosh, we got a lot done. And I really thought it was great that people were talking about issues uh, in front of the American people. I had no problem with it. Uh, so, hey, before we get to uh, the Hunter laptop, 
we have to thank you. I believe you're one of the signatories to that letter. You've been kind of helping us out with our deplatforming uh, by uh, DirecTV, AT&T DirecTV. We're being censored, as you know. Thank you for your support. Any thoughts about all that? I'm happy to uh, support. I was happy to, to sign on to that letter. Um, it's obvious that it's obvious that DirecTV is directly censoring conservatives. And this is a huge problem. And, uh, you know, I, I have your back 100 percent of the, uh, the way. But all of these lobbyists from these corporations, AT&T, they're going to start coming into our offices here soon. And they better believe that this is the one and only thing that I want to discuss with them. Um, there's certainly a lot of things that need to be answered um, as to why you were taken off of DirecTV. Um, a lot of people in my district and in, in Colorado's third district are certainly upset by it. Um, and I hope that we uh, come to a, a good uh, solution here soon. Well, thank you very much. And uh, all right, as we all know, it was the bombshell story, really, of the century, at least of the 2020 election. A laptop belonging to Hunter Biden that seemed to detail uh, potential corruption of the Biden family, leading right to his dad. Uh, the New York Post had the story. It was chased off of social media, as you know, um, what happens when you sit down with those Twitter executives and uh, what's your first question? Oh, there's many questions that we're going to have for these Twitter executives. Uh, I, I'm really excited to finally start having some real accountability in this town. For the last two years, Democrats have refused to hold any real hearings, but that's all coming to an end. Uh, the Twitter files that um, were re released revealed a lot. Twitter was staffed by 95% liberal personnel, and their policies were designed and implemented to suppress conservative speech. You know, all the things we are called conspiracy theorists for, uh, for believing, well, they came true. But uh, what we need to find out is if Twitter was being pressured by the federal government to restrict free speech, to infringe on Americans' First Amendment right. Was there coordination or coercion? Um, because if the federal government was directing Twitter to censor free speech, and that includes tweeting about the Hunter Biden laptop, then that's totally illegal. And whoever did that absolutely deserves jail time. And there should be criminal referrals um, that come out of our committee hearing. And we seem to have smoking gun evidence that the FBI meddled in an election, uh, according to the Twitter files. And you'll get to the bottom of that. And oh, by the way, it probably happened at Facebook as well. Here's Mark Zuckerberg famously talking about a, a conversation he had with the FBI uh, to Joe Rogan. Just kind of thought, hey, look, if, if the FBI, which you know, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country, it's a very professional law enforcement. They come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about something Then I want to take that seriously. Did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story? I, I, no, I, I don't remember if it was that specifically, but it was it basically fit the pattern. Uh, no, I don't remember. Uh... <laughs> I think it definitely happened. And uh, so it goes beyond Twitter. It's big tech in general, correct? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And um, this is why um, Chairman Jim Jordan is, is so serious about handling uh, big tech issues uh, and antitrust laws in the Judiciary Committee. Um, on the Oversight Committee, there's a lot of things that we're going to do. We're bringing in um, these Twitter executives to talk to them about the censorship that has been going on, um, about conversations that have happened between Twitter and the federal government. And, and it does branch out to all of this, uh, all of these big tech companies. Um, but really, I 
I mean, when, when you hear Mark Zuckerberg saying those things, uh, how, how many different things do we have to point to to say, well, was there election interference here? Um, the Hunter Biden laps, laptop being suppressed before an election. Now we have Joe Biden and his classified documents that was suppressed before an election. Uh, and we didn't hear about it until January. Uh, this is a serious problem um, that seems to be reoccurring. And there's a clear double standard when Republicans do something wrong. Well, then it's the end of democracy. Yeah. It's the end of the world. And we hate everybody. <laughs> um, and uh, and we get raided. And Democrats, well, they simply get searched and they're allowed their personal attorneys to go through their effects. That's pretty wild, isn't it? Uh, oh, by the way, here's how the mainstream media are characterizing uh, these inquiries into Hunter Biden and the, the laptop right. and beyond. This is a little bit of the Morning Joe show. I mean, Morning Swamp. We call it Morning Swamp around here. Cut 29, please. Congressman Jordan has laid it out pretty plainly here. This is about whataboutism. Yeah. It's about muddying the waters. It's about scoring political points. And they're certainly going to drag Hunter Biden uh, through the mud as much as they can to try to make that happen. Kudos to Chuck Todd uh, for that interview over the weekend, certainly. Um, and it's a preview of what's to come. It's going to be some ugly fights and ugly hearings on the Hill as Republicans try to deflect from the questions circling around Donald Trump. We sp they, sp they spent seven years <laughs> investigating Donald Trump and came up with basically zilch. Oh, by the way, Nothing. how they're characterizing. These are legitimate oversight efforts. Yes. This is what you're supposed to be doing. That's really bad the way he characterized it. Absolutely. To say that Chairman Jim Jordan or any of us are just trying to score political points here, absolutely not. We're scoring points for the American people. They've been steamrolled by the Democrat Party, um, who spent trillions of dollars in, in just the past few years and, and have had no significant hearings. And now we are actually holding the hearings that are important to restoring our constitutional republic and getting our country back on track and finding answers to uh, inflation and our energy crisis and our southern border. We we have a hearing this Wednesday on the hundreds of billions of dollars that were fraudulently paid out in COVID emergency funds. We have hearings next week on the southern border and, of course, on the censorship of Twitter. The Oversight Committee is hitting the ground running, and we're going to ensure that we root out waste, fraud, and abuse throughout the federal government. This is our job. Congress is to have oversight over the federal agencies. And if those agencies don't think that we should be asking them questions and having that oversight, well, perhaps they've served their pur pur purpose and have grown much larger than they ever should have because Congress creates and funds those agencies. So we definitely deserve and demand answers and oversight from them. It's amazing. They think they're more important, more powerful than the people. Um, it's stunning. And uh, we're so glad you're on that committee and in Congress. Thank you very much. Congressman, Congresswoman yes. Lauren Boebert, Republican of Colorado. We Thank need term limits for, for bureaucrats. <laughs> term limits for bureaucrats. Absolutely. They got it. They got it backwards, actually. You know, I think that would be wonderful. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, we'll be Greg. right back. You bet. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for your support on this whole deplatforming thing by AT&T's DirecTV. It's happened. You can help. All right. Uh, call them. There's the number. 877-763-9762. Yeah. Call AT&T. You see the number there. Or you can go to IWantNewsMax.com. Lots of ways you can help us. Uh, we appreciate it because uh, I think it's worth the fight. Nobody should be censored, especially us. Considering the content that we're delivering, you can't get it just anywhere because...
Well, very few people are willing to call out certain things. They say, oh, I can't say that because of this, that, and the other thing. But I want to show you one of the biggest lies that's being told constantly on television these days. There's been a lot of talk about the talk, the conversation that parents have to have with their young black children or brown children about how to behave when the police stop you. Every black family knows what the talk is. I know that all parents talk to their kids about how to stay safe, but for black people, it's specifically about staying safe from the police. We have to have the talk, Lindsay, that my parents had with me and that I've had with my black sons and so on. We give our children the talk right. for a reason. Uh, give me a break. our children and remind ourselves. We get the idea. All right. Uh, this is not true, by the way, that it's specific to black children. I mean, what parent out there would just say, yeah, don't worry about the cops. Uh, they're not going to mess with you because you're uh, no. Nobody does that. Nobody would say anything like that. And this talk, this so-called talk, is not happening right now. Look at how everybody is gaffing off the police, right? Did, did, did this woman ever get the talk? I don't think so, actually. Uh, the talk, actually, a lot of folks could benefit from the talk. After what happened in Memphis, oh, by the way, which is totally horrific, I did notice at one point uh, the guy, they wanted him to lay down on the street, and he kind of w w was sitting up slightly, as I said earlier, any amount of resistance, uh, you're, you don't pay with your life, all right? And these cops were kind of incompetent at the same time that he was able to get away from them. But who remembers this guy? What's going on? How many occupants are in your vehicle? It's only myself. Why are your weapons drawn? What's going on? Open the door slowly and step out. Open the door. I'm not getting out the vehicle. What's going on? Get out the car. He blew off the cops. And uh, did he ever get the talk? No one's, uh, no one's paying any respect to the cops anymore. You know what the U.S. Army said about this guy? The top enlisted man said, I'm very proud of him for the way he behaved there. What about giving him the talk? The talk. It's nonsense. I'll be right back. Thank you very much, and I'll see you tomorrow.